Well, I got to ask you, how many would like to do 2022 all over again? Anybody here like that? You know, it seems like at the start of the year, uh, you know, or the end of the year, we start kind of thinking back and reflecting on the past year, and not too many people wanted to repeat 2020. And kind of the same in 2021, not too many people wanted to repeat 2021. And here again we are faced with another new year, another wonderful slate of possibilities before us. And, but we're kind of thinking and reflecting how many really want to go back and repeat 2022. You know, I find from time to time that some people do. And it's because that there were mistakes that they made or there were some type of really great challenge that they confronted. And they, go, well, they want to go back and they want to change how they responded. Sometimes, you know, you give your best shot and you still come up short. Sometimes you work really hard in your job and you still get laid off. Sometimes you study for the test and you still fail. Sometimes you work really hard to make a strong marriage work, but somehow it just doesn't feel like you're making any progress. The fact is, if you really be honest with yourself, you're going to fail many times in life. You're going to face all kinds of challenges. You're going to have all kinds of setbacks. There are going to be all kinds of issues and speed bumps in your life that you're going to confront. And you will fail many times because nobody is perfect. And friends, we're living in a broken, broken world. And you're going to have setbacks and challenges and all kinds of issues that will come up in your life from time to time. So as we begin a new year, I want to challenge you to turn the page. I want to challenge you to clean the slate. I want to challenge you to make a fresh start. Regardless of what happened to you in the past, regardless of what took place, the Bible says that God is interested in your future. And this text came to mind here as we're uh, beginning this new year in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, the great prophet here. And down about verses 18 or 19, down in this location, a couple verses that I want us to dwell on here for a few moments. And it's the Lord says, forget about what has happened before and do not think about the past. Instead, look at the new thing that I am doing. Notice it says, forget about. Forget about the former things, what happened. He says, don't think about the past. The past is the past. The former things are gone. You know, if there's nothing else that you don't hear me say this morning, hear this, and that is, God is far more interested in your future than in your past. Do you realize that? Uh, I mean, after all, we ought to be interested in that too because that's where you're going to be spending the rest of your life, in your future. And God is more interested in your future than in your past. I know a lot of people, I think, are absolutely fixated on, the, on their past, their, their mishaps, their failures, their sins. And they think God is just focused on all those things that you've done wrong, all of those mistakes so he can rub your nose in it. But the truth of the matter is God is more concerned about your future. God is more concerned about you being in relationship with him and moving into the future. God says, forget your past, forget the former things. Don't think about it, but look at the new thing that I'm doing. 
So I want us to be challenged today to make a fresh start. And I want to give you a, kind of a, a, a acronym here to help you guide yourself in this new start, making this fresh start for the new year. And I want to do that around the word start. It blessed me a few years ago when I ran into this. And, and I want to share it with you today because I think we all need, every year, we need to make a new start. Regardless of what kind of problems you encountered last year, uh, you may have had financial failure, you may have had marriage problems, or a moral mishap, you may have had some other kind of way in your life that you really blew it. But you know what? God wants to do a new thing in your life. And here's a way to get started. Number one, or the S in that word start, I want to say to you, really means to stop making excuses. Do you know that? So often in life, we just want to make excuses and we just want to blame ourselves, or we want to blame other people. But this S here, as we begin, means to me to stop really making excuses. Quit rationalizing your situation. Stop seeing yourself as the victim of your circumstance. And no doubt, other people can harm you. People can hurt you. Other people can scar you. They can stab you in the back. They can do things wrong to you. Uh, you can be wounded, no doubt about it. But nobody can ruin your life without permission. Do you realize that? No one can ruin your life without permission. You don't know what's going to happen in 2023, but you can choose how you're going to respond. You can choose how you're going to move forward. You can choose how you're going to engage, and you can choose how you live. The Bible says the starting point is just to be honest and accept the responsibility of your part of the problem. Now, I love the Proverbs, and from time to time, I just nourish my soul on the wonderful words of the Proverbs. And back in Proverbs chapter 20, 28, it says, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. A person who never refuses there to admit mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. He says the starting point is, is starting to starting over is to be honest with yourself, to look in the mirror, to face the facts, to see things as they really are. And I know that's pretty hard for us to do in our, in our world today. In fact, as broken people living in a, a broken world in a culture such as ours, it's very easy to shift the blame. In fact, that's what everybody wants to do. Nobody wants to take responsibility, and they want to pass on the blame, like those casting blame on T. Higgins this past week on, on Monday night, right? People just wanted to cast the blame and move it on to someone else. Uh, we blame all kinds of things today. We blame the environment. We blame biorhythms. We blame the economy. We blame the stockbroker or the government. We blame our parents. We blame El Nino, whatever happens to be going on. We always want to cast the blame on something else and never accept responsibility. It's always someone else's fault. But God says most of our failures, we played a part in it. We have been part of it, and oftentimes it's because we give up too soon. Do you ever give up too soon? So many times in life, people just give up. 
I, I marvel at some of these wonderful stories I read about of how people that were so persistent in living their life. Do you know the great general uh, that we all talk about that he lost two-thirds of his battles? Can you imagine losing two-thirds of the battles and yet he went on to still win the war? And you know who that is? That's, that's George Washington. Two out of three battles he lost, but he went, he went on to win the war. How about the other guy that graduated 42 out of 43? He was practically, basically last in his class, but he's the guy that went on to conquer all of Europe, and that's, that's Napoleon. Uh, or, or how about the guy that lost almost every election he ever ran for, something like 10 or 12, and yet he's the guy that went on to become Abraham Lincoln and one president of the United States. Or there's Thomas Edison. He tried 200 different elements to put in the light bulb before he found the right element that needed to be in there. Or how about Hank Aaron for some 21 years? He stepped up to the plate, and you know what? As the home run king there for years, 714 home runs. But do you realize the guy struck out over 1,300 times? 1,330 times? He struck out twice as much as he hit a home run. And he's the guy that said, never let the fear of striking out keep you from taking a swing. John Creasy, who was the amazing English novelist, do you realize that he received 753 rejection letters trying to get his, his book published? Can you imagine? We get one or two negative letters and we just melt. And here's a guy that got 753 rejection letters, but he remained persistent and he never gave up. And you know what? He eventually published some 564 books. Or there's R.P. Macy that failed seven times as a retail entrepreneur. Can you imagine going before Shark Tank and Mr. Wonderful and all those people seven times repeatedly and they're, they're just casting you, you know, telling you how terrible your product is, your business model might be or whatever, seven times? And yeah, he's the guy that went on to found Macy's department store. Friends, it's, it's always too soon to quit. And when we step into this year, the first thing you have to do is you have to stop making excuses. You have to quit rationalizing. And the second thing you got to do is to take stock of your life. Do you know that? It's really important for all of us to take stock of our life. Evaluate your overall experience. And we need to look at what you have left after the year has ended. You look and say, well, what is God doing in my life right now? And if you want to make a fresh start in these next 12 months, and as we stand here in the brink of all these wonderful possibilities that are coming before us, we need to sit down and evaluate our life. We need to sit down and look at the pieces. We need to sit down and look at what's real. Uh, one thing for sure that you have more of today in 2023 than you had in 2022 is you got more experience. And that's saying something. I mean, God wants you to use those experiences. God wants you to capitalize on them. There's a wonderful phrase in the writings there of Paul in Galatians chapter 3, down about verse 4, and it says, We have experienced many things. Were all of those experiences wasted? Were all of those things that you did, was it in vain? I think not. 
You know, Christopher Columbus is the guy that was obsessed with the idea that he could get to the east by traveling to the west. But by sailing to the west, he never made it to India, but he changed the whole course of history. And you know, in like manner, if we set out to do something really significant, really something great, you may discover something so incidental uh, that is even greater as you make your journey. When you're starting over, you need to make a new start. Taking stock of your life, evaluating your circumstances, seeing things as they really are, realizing that some of your experiences have faults. You know what? Never, uh, you know, really is everything you hear, everything you see, all the experiences that you have, true. All it takes, for example, is one coach back in the third grade to hang something around your neck by saying, you're so uncoordinated. You probably know people like that, or maybe yourself, that got tagged with something that was so innocent back in the day, the person probably didn't even mean it. But all of a sudden, you took that to heart, and it has kind of been like a blanket upon your life. It, you may be here today, you may be 20 years old or 30, 40, 50 years old or older, and you're still operating on first grade tapes. It wasn't true then, it's certainly not true now. And some of you are watching those movies back from the playground or back from a moment when mom and dad or some teacher said something, they were a little upset or a little angry, and you took it to heart because impressionable people allow others to influence their self-image this here in this word start, you need to challenge your experience. Challenge what you have believed. You need to hold it up to the truth of God's word because God's word is so unchanging and so utterly true. Third thing I want to say to you is that you need to act in faith. Now, I know in our day that the word faith really has kind of a bad kind of uh, thought for a lot of people. But in this Bible that we follow and we strive to be obedient to, there's a third step here that I think is so vitally important to us, and that is to act out in faith. You have to launch out in faith sometimes into new territory, and I know we'll be doing that every year. We launch out. We don't know what is in store for us. The Bible says that the key to changing anything is really faith. If you want to change your circumstances, it takes faith. If you want to change your personality, it takes faith. If you want to change the bad habit, it takes some faith. If you want to change anything in your life, you have to have faith. And faith without works is like a car without gas. And faith keeps the sails of life filled with the breath of heaven. Faith expects from God what is beyond all expectation. Love those stories of healing, and particularly that one there in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9, where Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. That's a simple, but boy, it is such a powerful and profound statement. According to your faith, it will be done to you. According to your faith, it will be done to you. And that means we tend to get out of life what we expect. We tend to get out of life what we expect, what we anticipate. According to your faith, it will be done unto you. I ask you today, what are you really expecting in 2023? What are you expecting God to do in your life? I think it's going to be another tough year. I think the stock market might tumble. I think bad things might happen. 
Well, guess what? Your year is probably going to be a real bummer. Because according unto you, according unto your faith, it will be done unto you. A person who says, I can and I can't, friends, are both right, aren't they? How is your faith like today? You need to act in faith. And then the, the letter R in start, I'm going to say to you, really means to refocus. You know, we need to reset. We need to renew. Every so often, you got to up, upload, you got to renew your computer. Every day, you got to kind of rest. You got to renew. The Bible says we need to renew our minds. If you want to get going again and you want to have a fresh start in your life, you need to rethink the way you think. Now, here again, I'm going back to the Proverbs that this is something so incredibly important. Proverbs chapter 4 it says, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Think of that. Some people just have a vivid imagination. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, that's going to take place. And before you know it, I mean, the way you think determines the way you feel. And the way you feel ultimately works on how you act. And if you want to change actions, don't scrounge up just a little willpower here and there. Just change the way you think, and it will inevitably help change the way you act. If you're acting discouraged as you start the new year, if you're acting all Debbie Downer, if you're acting all, you know, throwing in the towel, it's because you're thinking that way. And that's your choice. And you don't have to think those negative thoughts. I'll never forget one year, we bought a couple new bushes and put them there at the house. And, you know, not being somebody that has a green thumb, didn't even think about it. I put one of those bushes on one side of the house. I put one on the other side of the house because that's where we really needed something. And at the end of the year, the one looked really good and healthy. And the other was just withering and dying. I started, you know, like, what is wrong here? And come to find out, one was on the light side of the house. One was on the dark side of the house. And I want to say to you today, you need to live on the sunny side of the house. You need to live your life on the sunny side of the street. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you had to refocus your thoughts to start over to get a fresh start, that means you have to stop thinking the old ways. Stop thinking the old things. Which memories of the previous year are you going to continue to rehearse in your mind over and over and over again? The Bible says to let go. There are things you regret that no doubt happened in your life. There are things you're ashamed of. There's mistakes you made. There are challenges that came into your midst. But every time you think them over and over and over again, you're simply reinforcing them in your mind. And here we find, we're finding here from the prophet Isaiah to let those former things go. Jesus says no matter to him, he can make the rest of your life the best of your life. If you will just let Jesus take your pieces and in turn give you his peace. And then this last part here, the T, stands for trust. And friends, we all need to trust God. Trust God to help you succeed. Depend on God. Don't depend on yourself because you already know how that, that goes, right? You know how that turns out. When you don't know everything going on, you, you don't have omnipotence, you, you, you don't have this all-knowing omniscience, uh, all these things you don't know. 
But I think some people just don't get it and they stumble and they fall and they get up and say, well, I'm gonna try harder and I'm just gonna keep doing the new thing over the old way. I'm just gonna keep doing it. It's like you go up to a wall and you just bang your head against the wall and the wall doesn't fall over. So you get up the next day and you just do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And that's the definition they say of insanity, right? Some are trying to run a hundred yard race in a 90 yard building and you built the building and you keep banging up your head against the wall thinking, well, why doesn't this thing change? And it's because you can't change on your own. You need to trust in God. Here in the Old Testament, Zechariah says, You will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Success is not by trying, it's by trusting and starting over. Have you ever thought, I'd like to redesign my life from the ground up? I'd like to redesign my home. I'd like a whole new home. I'd like it completely remodeled, completely redone. You know, God specializes, folks, in new beginnings. Jesus has the power to do exactly that, and we call it being born again. And I know today that some need to be born again. Some need rededication. Some need God to do a whole new thing. They need to have a complete renovation in their heart. You know, I had a guy tell me one time, he says, when I look at my life, it just adds up to one big minus. I just don't get it. He said, one big negative. That's all my life is. And, you know, how does God turn a minus into a plus? How does God take the negative and turn it into a positive? He takes the minuses and turns them into a cross. Jesus was hung up for your hangups. And he died on the cross for everything you feel bad about. He died on the cross for all your mistakes, all your failures. He was crucified between two thieves so you could stop crucifying yourself over all those past failures in your life. And that's called grace. That's called grace. Joel 2.25 says, I will restore the years the locusts have eaten. And Isaiah 61 says, I will give you beauty for the ashes. God wants to do, friends, a new thing in your life. And I want to challenge you today to make a fresh start. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? And as we conclude our him together and as we pray I invite you to reach out to Jesus today perhaps there's things going on that need repaired it's renewal it's something in life that you're struggling with and you need God there's a prayer that you need answered there's a problem that you're confronted with and you need wisdom you need strength whatever it might be Invite God into your life. And if you're here today and you need to rededicate your life, you need Jesus, I invite you to respond. Oh God, we thank you so much for your love, for your joy, for your healing, for your presence. And we pray, God, as we embark on this new year together, that you would be our constant friend that you would guide and lead us, that you would just uh, be near to us, Lord, every step of the way. Lord, we pray for those here today that need renewal. 
We pray for those here today that need to accept you as Savior. God, may this be the day that they say yes to you. Work in their hearts and lives, we pray. Bring forgiveness. Lord, we ask for your peace upon our lives in our hearts as we embark on these days this year together. For we pray it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.